you've got to punch a little heavier to compete if you're a retailer competing against the big guys in today's marketing landscape. In working with his agency clients, that's the mission of my next guest, James Adam, who turned a childhood dream job into a career in marketing and is joining us from the UK to talk about what he calls ruthlessly efficient marketing. Welcome to our show. Welcome to Off My Dove, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast, where we're all about getting out there and making that impact in the world. And I'm very happy today to speak to a new friend of mine. His name is James Adam. He comes all the way from the UK. He runs an agency called 33%. Welcome, James. Welcome to Off My Duff. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here today. Uh, now, we met, uh, you virtually came all the way across the pond. You were participating in an event where we met uh, called Numia Summit for a bunch of podcasters. And you also you also have your own podcast. What's that podcast called again? Just It's, uh, yeah, imaginatively named the 33% podcast. Uh, right. Yeah. So- well, that's easy enough. That's your <laughs> yeah. agency. So there you yeah. go. Who knew? Keep You're a branding simple. guy. Wow. We're keeping it simple. That's what we're all about. <laughs> there you go. So we were talking offline, and I think uh, people are going to really enjoy the interview with you today because you are one of these folks who is kind of running with some of the changes that are happening in the marketplace uh, right now. This this is being recorded uh, in early 2021. And so, uh, you know, we've had a lengthy conversation offline about how that's gone for you. So tell me about what's gone on with your business this year and how you are navigating the changes that are taking place. Yeah, well, it was, uh, you know, obviously 2020 was um, a pretty dreadful year, I think, by anyone's estimation. And as many people that, uh, that felt like it was an absolute winner. But, you know, I was running an agency um and we were doing really well. We were focusing on hospitality, retail, shopping centers. Um, it had grown over the course of the last 10 years. We'd got a team of people and it was, you know, we were, we were flying high. Uh, everything was going really, really well. And then this, you know, along comes this global pandemic and shuts all of our clients down. Uh, and when that happens, there's not really much you can do about it. This is never something we'd never, ever seen before. No one had, you know, no one could really have predicted it. And, no. you know, people talk about niching down and focusing on a, on a, a target audience. And it's something I'd kind of resisted for quite a lot, quite a long time. Huh. And in the last few years is when we'd really, we'd really doubled down on destinations and places like that. And so there's a bit of you thinks, well, that maybe that wasn't a great idea, but I know that it was, I know it was still the right thing to do, even, even though it happened. And yeah. And along, along comes the pandemic and everything shut down and we were all sent home and the business was kind of, you know, was in a muddle to say the least we were yeah we were we were we were left with not a lot of clients ultimately some clients stuck around um some of the team 
you know, we couldn't afford to keep some of the team on. And and you are, but you're put into a position where you sort of start sitting there thinking, well, well, that's that's me done. And you start, you know, thinking sitting on your duff. <laughs> right. There you go. Uh, by the way, I love the word muddle. I think I'm going to co-opt <laughs> that term. <laughs> so <laughs> we love an um, understatement. In- <laughs> yeah. It's like a Canadian. I'm, I'm Canadian, of course. And one of my Canadianisms that people love is out and about. And you say it every once in a while. Yeah. People are like, oh, my God, that's so cute. But um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, one thing that you said earlier offline is retail is an underdog. So we're having to punch a bit higher which I thought was a great statement. So maybe talk a little bit more about that, how you think about that with respect to your clients or what have you. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I think, so when when that happened and it all, you know, everything shut down and we couldn't do anything, that was when I, I kind of stopped and had this, this moment of realization that I actually hadn't been that happy for a long time. I hadn't been doing what I, what I love doing. And I, I'm, a, I'm a, a retail marketing background. I've worked with retailers and hospitality for years and years and years. Sure. And, They've never had it tougher than they do right now. They were, and there's so many small independent retailers and small independent hospitality brands that are, you know, they're really, really stuck. And that's why I wanted to start something new and focus on helping helping them because, as, as you said, they they're an underdog. They, that's how it really feels like you've got the Amazons, you've got these massive. Uh, online retailers that have got the resource, they've got the marketing budget, they've got all this stuff, but they don't have the experience. They don't have the, the kind of, I don't feel like they've got the authenticity that, uh, you know, an independent retailer or an independent hotel or leisure venue or something like that has got, and they've got the story to tell. Right. Yeah. And, you know, another thing we were talking about offline, and I was saying to you that kind of my belief is that, you know, in times of disruption, opportunity presents itself. You just have to kind of have the right radar and I think that you're kind of saying the same thing, like you, you double down, you, um, and I think you have the same belief, right? Like some of your clients who are actually investing in their business now, they're finding a way to do that. Uh, they're going to come through the other side. Yeah, totally. I mean, that, that seems to be really apparent. And I think that's something that you noticed when, when you have a, a large breadth of clients, then something like this comes along and there's a handful that go, yeah, do you know what? No, we're going to, we're going to stick with it. We're going to keep going. We're going to, we're going to actually going to progress and push forward through it harder. And the end result of that is they come out stronger. They, they, I think the word pivot is somewhat overused in the current climate, but they do make adjustments. They make that change and they, they're able to do something new and different and they're going to, you know, they're going to weather the storm and they'll come out, they'll come out better than they did when, when they went in and there'll be less, ultimately there'll be less competition for them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, we were talking, you've got these wonderful castles behind you as I'm looking at you right now, <laughs> these toy castles. And I always like they're to ask- toys, my, they're, well, they're, Sorry, they're models, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no. Um, okay, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> you have these brilliant models of castles behind you. Uh, I think one's a Disney, they're both Disney ones, I think. Although one looks like Universal to me, like the Harry Potter I castle. I think we've got, yeah, we've got, we've got Hogwarts, yeah, and we've got the Disney okay. castle. All right. Uh, we were talking offline, and when you were younger, you you were in um, uh, a, a store which inspired you to get into retail in the first place. So one thing I always like to ask my guests is kind of like, what was your starting point for getting into business and even maybe more specifically like the kind of business that you're currently in? Yeah, well, I started out in, yeah, as you say, I started out in retail. I started out in a a store over here called the Discovery Store. It was a a gift and gadget retailer. It sold like yapping 
dogs and these flying things that whizzed around your head and all manner of chaotic stuff and I think there's just something about that first you know it was kind of like my dream job really when I first started out I was working you know I'm a big as you said I'm a bit of a child at heart and uh, that's a good and I loved working in that sort of environment and um you know I was in the marketing for that it was just the perfect the perfect situation Mm -hmm. and I think that's that that sticks with you forever and um and ultimately that you know I moved on when it works in other places along the way and and my my kind of like you always say my my sort of origin story is it's not a big grand story I didn't decide I could do it better than everyone else I didn't think I was you know I had all the answers and my bosses were all idiots and I could do it better than them I just the business I was working for went out of business and a couple Mm -hmm. of clients came to me and said would you just carry on working for us individually and I said sure that's better than going and trying to get another job and (laughs) yeah and so I just you know muddled along and then that's that's just what I did and you know and for really probably five years I I was just doing the job because that's what I was doing and I you know and I think that that's a real I think that's a real challenge for a lot of people I think a lot of people are in that position especially today where mm-hmm. they've been let go from places they're they're gonna fight you know been furloughed over here or whatever you know whatever the, the alternative name for that is um and the result is going to be they might start up a business but have they really thought about what that means and, and the impact that's going to have on their lives going forward yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and it's such an important part of entrepreneurship. I actually call it um, the accidental entrepreneur. You know, you've kind of, you just kind of start doing things. And then one day you have to start thinking about, oh, wow, this is a thing. You know, like I, <laughs> yeah. I have to, right? Um, but it's important because, you know, marketing yourself as a small business, at some point, you know, like in your case, you you had some people approach you. And then at some point, you're going to hit this moment where you're like, okay, well, I need to scale this a little bit more to, to actually make a living for myself. And at that point, people kind of ideally are confronted with some sense of what you called it earlier, doubling down, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start to figure out how to market myself. Um, and some people don't. And so it's, it's a really key juncture in an entrepreneur's journey, I think that you represent and obviously you chose one path and here you are. So yeah, that's awesome. And um, now you've talked, you actually called it stumbling versus planning. So maybe <laughs> speak, speak, uh, well, actually you also called it muddling, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but maybe speak a bit more to that. Cause like we, we, that's, that's a big thing for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the difference between when I started cunning plan, which is my marketing agency, it yeah. was, started as you say i was an accidental entrepreneur i started it because it was the it it was an opportunity that presented itself and that made sense at the time um and then when last year happened i had that moment to stop and take a breath and think about what i was going to do going forward i realized that i wanted to do more for these smaller businesses wanted to have more impact for more people Mm -hmm. um and that's where 33 percent came from and that was the kind of the difference between what you know it's that old song that song you know if i knew then what i know now the idea of being able to getting the opportunity really to start again and start a new business from scratch but this time actually plan and actually have a strategy in place and think about who your customer is going to be and think about what your products are going to be and make sure that you've got that all lined up before you kind of go out and we still you know the plan still gets ripped up and rewritten on a pretty regular basis but but you have that thing to start with and it makes a massive difference yeah, absolutely. 
uh, we were talking offline too about some of my past retail experience and some of the businesses I'm involved in. And so I, we were talking about this, this, this tension always between, you know, bringing cash flow in and having like top level branding in place. So obviously something that you, be, you become really skilled at. So maybe speak to that a little bit, because I think that's a really important thing for entrepreneurs to consider. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a real challenge because that's, again, I've worked with a lot of big brands and, you know, Gary, my business partner has worked with also a lot of really, really big brands. And the thing is that what they do, it's not that complicated. And this is the thing we always say that marketing is, is really isn't rocket science. And I think a lot of, there are a lot of small business owners and even a lot of entrepreneurs have got this idea in their head that marketing is this, it's algorithms and it's complicated and it's, you know, every different social media channel. And if you, it, how on earth can you possibly do everything that you're supposed to do? to you know you just you could do it full time and you still wouldn't be able to do it all but the truth is you don't have to do it all you can be you know we 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 talk about ruthless ruthless efficient marketing and that's what we're all about it's about getting rid of all of those things that you don't need to be doing when you when you have this this really clear vision of who your customer is of of this ideal person that you're talking to suddenly you can it's this idea that they're like your best friend your customer is your best friend so you can when you you know you've you've got a best friend and you're a family member or somebody that you know as well as you know yourself and when you think of something you see something online or you see something they like you just think i know that i know they'd love that i know they i should share that with them and that's how we want people to feel about their customer because suddenly then you don't worry about being on TikTok because your customer isn't on TikTok. So you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to worry about Snapchat. You can just, you can start eliminating a lot of channels and a lot of work because you you know that that's not where your, you know, you know, your mates are on, you know, your mates are on WhatsApp or wherever. And then you talk to them on there. You don't try and talk to them on 15 different channels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you define that because like a lot of people struggle with sort of, I call it the abstraction of the ideal customer because, you know, um, I, you know, uh, I think you gave a really nice, clear articulation of how to think about that, uh, which has some depth to it, you know, and I think that's really important because I think in marketing, we're at the end of the day, we're trying to build an emotional connection to people and, uh, you know, you have to be able to do that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the things I loved about marketing was always this, this idea that there is a, this, the psychology to it. And my sure. wife's a psychologist and I think I wouldn't profess to being an expert at psychology, but I think there is that it's that, like you said, it's forming an emotional connection. Everyone wants you to do these personas or to do this kind of, you know, to do these different things. But I don't think anybody really explains to a small business owner why that's important and what that means. And if you actually do, if you actually do turn that into a person that you can imagine, you can, you know, if you can think like a customer, you will be able to do things more efficiently because you just do it instinctively. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's very smart. Um, so, now again, we're you know when we're recording this, when we're recording it, obviously, and there's some things <laughs> going on in the world. <laughs> sure. Um, and so when we were talking offline, you also said you got your bottoms handed to you, <laughs> yeah. which I loved once again. You know, uh, um, the way you said it. I'm, I'm teasing you about your accent again, but I can yeah, do that because no, I'm Canadian, so we have our own totally accents. Fine. But um, so one of the topics I like to ask all my guests about is resistance. And you know it's it's a it's a word that pops up a lot in my circles, and so I wanted to ask you about your relationship to that notion of resistance and how do you deal with that as a business owner? I mean, it's it's interesting because you know you say the word resistance and you see, you, it's kind of what is your as you say what's your relationship to that that word and I think it's you know my relationship to that word has 
changed over the course of you know over the course of the last 20 plus years of my career and you know kind of you your first encountering of it is usually uh you know you get resistance from a from a boss or somebody something you want to do and you can't do it and you and you have to try and find a way around that or whatever else or you you lose your job and you have to start something new or you haven't got enough customers and so you need new ones but i think it's it's funny when it becomes actually your own you are your own resistance that's the, the that that i think was a big realization for me over the course of really it was during last year when i really realized that the only thing holding me back is me the only the only you know the only reason i'm not achieving what i want to achieve is the excuses i'm making for myself and i think that's something that a lot of people have where there's there's always reasons and then you know you say reasons you can call them excuses whatever else but it's you know it the, the yeah the resistance is you not taking yourself further because you're you know you're moping around you're sitting on your duff you're not you're not doing what what you should be doing and i think that's um that yeah i suppose that i think that is that a good answer i'm not quite sure <laughs> well let me check with the professor over here professor what do you think <laughs> yeah, professor, yeah. <laughs> that's the official, de- official right. definition <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but you know like i'm curious because obviously you've had some really good success uh as an agency owner and so you're kind of you know your your role as you say you said earlier you kind of um um you know you're doubling down you're you're rolling with the change, the shifts that are happening. So, you know, in your specific case, you, you lost some people, you lost some clients. Uh, at, and at the same time, you're kind of having to go through that period of a redefinition of the business. Obviously, you know, it going forward, it's probably going to look a lot different for you. And it already is. Cause I mean, we're having this conversation today cause that's part of what you, uh, where you're going. So, um, I'm, you know, the, the I, I think you just in terms of your actions and that, from my perspective, um, you're sort of one of these people that are calibrated to just kind of go, okay, what's going on? Let's let's figure out what we're doing next. And uh, you know, I think that's why it's, you're such a cool person to speak to today because I think that lesson is very key for people who, you know, for whatever reason, energetically are a little bit kind of stuck right now. It's like, what do you do to move the needle forward? Like, right? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a lot of people in that position. I think that, and that's what you've, you, when you encounter that moment, you have got to go, be kind to yourself as well. Take a moment, you know, take a moment and go, yeah, the, you know, that wasn't a great situation. Something bad has just happened. Um, take a moment and accept the fact that you get to mope around for, a, you know, yeah. a day, maybe a couple of hours, however long you want to give yourself. But then you have to, uh, I'm sorry to keep using your line, but you've got to, get up you've got to get off your duff you've got to go and do something because you're just going to keep rolling with it because stuff's going to keep coming and it and i, I don't know my, my view is it always if you do something if you take action it always ends up working out i think if you make a positive if you make a positive action and you do it for the right reasons generally the world seems to right. seems to reward you for that i think i think you're right and you said something really important too, just about being kind to yourself. You know, it's kind of like in those moments in that day where you're kind of like, oh man, you know, um, where, you, you know, just be kind to yourself, you know, the sun, the sun uh, rises the next day, uh, just rededicate yourself. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, other than uh, models of castles, 
which are amazing, by the way. Um, <laughs> and and <laughs> if you've ever been to LA, you're faced with this very complicated choice. It's like, do I go to Universal Studios first or do I ever, do I go to Disneyland first? So you're being very um, politically correct by having a castle from <laughs> yeah. each behind you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but it, like other than castles, what is what is your biggest insight maybe you've learned in your business journey? I'm super curious. Oh, my biggest insight. I think that, um, I think my biggest insight is that the answer is almost always to keep things simple. I know it's not, that's not, um, you know, I haven't invented the idea of keeping things simple, but it's that almost every complicated process can be distilled down to some component parts. And it's very, very easy in, in business when you're running a business, it's very easy to, to get overwhelmed. Yeah. by the um, by the opportunity and i think that's i actually think it's like right now it's weird because you're a lot of people are presented with this position where they've been forced into a corner they're forced into position they've lost their jobs they've started something that they didn't mean to whatever it, whatever that may be but mm-hmm. what's weird is that this you know this world the fact we're just having a conversation now it shows how much opportunity there is out there there is a massive amount of things you could potentially do and that in and of itself is completely overwhelming because you just suddenly think well i could i could just i could start a podcast if i wanted to i could start a new business i could start buying things online and selling them online i could do that i could do anything basically so that becomes you know you you can end up with analysis paralysis where you end up just not knowing what to do because you could do anything so it's how you then get that focus and and i think that's my biggest learning, I suppose, in, in business is to take a moment, stop, distill down everything to its component parts, look at where you want to get to and just kind of focus on getting there, but, but, but do it in a way that keeps everything as straightforward and as simple as you possibly can. Because if you make things complicated, you will just, you won't do anything. Yeah. And I'm super curious with your agency too, how it's going to evolve through this. I think you're just such an interesting like case in terms of how, you know, you've gone from an agency that, you know, with, with employees and you had, a, you, you had an office obviously where people went into um, now everybody's kind of distributed, you know, everything's constrained. You're, you've, you've got core clients um, that have stuck with you through the situation that it is. And I just think it's going to be super interesting to see how you guys pop up as we go through the recovery from all this. It's going to be super interesting to, to see it. So, yeah, it's fun to have you on the show, James. Yeah, no, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, now, one other thing that I'm interested as well is um, you've got a, an ebook called um, how well actually it's i'll let you say the name of it thinking like, <laughs> thinking like a customer but it's think basically like a customer yeah think okay so how to how to get into the brain of your customer essentially which uh is kind of what we were talking about earlier which is such an important thing honestly um people really get hung up on avatar target market uh, niche like these questions and so it sounds like that book approaches things in a very different way do you want to speak to that a little bit yeah it was i mean it really came from this idea we, we've been talking a lot about this idea of ruthlessly efficient marketing this idea of trying to get your marketing done in a small amount of time because you're a business owner you are, you know most business owners we were speaking to seem to be a bit afraid of marketing they, they saw marketing as a as an annoying thing that you had to get done and you know I love marketing, but I couldn't, so I, you know, but that's just the way it goes. A lot of people, it's just, it seems like it's dark art and it seems complicated and it seems like a thing they can't do. So we started out with this process of, okay, what could we, 
how could we distill it down to the most simple possible way so that we can help people do it, get it done and get on with running their businesses? Because they're smart people. Like everybody, anybody that started a business is a super smart person that I am in awe of. So to say they can't do marketing is nonsense. They can. They just have to understand how to do it. And so as we kind of distilled this down, we started with the first, the first point, which is, which is thinking like a customer It's understanding who your audience is. And, and again, it's not, knew the idea of nailing down you know a lot of people talk about what's your niche a lot of people talk sure. about your ideal customer those things but but the focus for us was really about why which i think is missing from a lot of a lot of the times i've learned about you need to have a avatar profile and you need to tick off what they have for breakfast on a tuesday and all this kind of business um but it's not really what it's about. It's about like trying to create this image, like we said before, about of your friend or your family member or this person that you can picture and you can you know them as well as you know yourself. And then suddenly we just found that that doesn't, it just makes everything easier. All the marketing you do, the copy on your website, the social media posts you write, everything. Because you don't have to think, when you, you know, when you write a letter to your friend or write a letter, no one writes a letter. When you send a, you know, send a tweet, when you, you know, when you send a text message or whatever, no one even sends text messages anymore. That's dating me. But, you know, when you do that, you don't stop and think about it. You don't spend an hour writing it. You just know what to write because you know that it's the right thing. And you're, tar- you're targeting a funny message to your friend because you know them. And that's what, that's all it is. So that's all targeting is it's just you know knowing that person really well and so that's where that was where the idea came from yeah i I mean i i go to the point of getting people to come up with a picture of somebody you know giving them a name just it really Mm, absolutely it, it, it sounds like you've got a really amazing process there and so people can actually get that ebook uh now the website is 33 percent so you spell that out Right. Yeah, 33%, all the letters, no numbers. So it's T-H-I-R-T-Y-T-H-R-E-E-P-R-C-E-N-T.co.uk. And then to get the ebook, you just add a forward slash and the word customer to the end of that. That's the one. Yeah, so 33%.co.uk forward slash customer. And yeah, that, that'll be in the show notes too for the, the episode. So no worries, you guys can check it out there. Uh, the book is called Thinking Like a Customer. Is that correct? That, that's, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I think that's a hugely valuable resource. You guys should definitely go check it out. Um, yeah. You know what? It's, 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 it, you, you, other than having like a killer beard, which I feel very um, <laughs> jealous of. <laughs> it's a proper I, lockdown beard. This is not it. Is that what it's I, called? I, the lockdown beard? I feel like it. You know, the, yeah. I know, is it called lockdown over there when you, this is what we've been in for the last, uh, what seems like the last year where we're not allowed to leave the house and we're all stuck inside. I think it's one of those words. Yeah. I think that's one of the words we use over here on this side of the pond, but um, being Canadian, it's a playoff beard to me. That's the hockey player uh, playoff <laughs> that, beard. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It looks, it looks good. Um, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's super fun to have this conversation with you, uh, you know, uh, being in the UK and just seeing kind of how you approach marketing and everything over there. I love your story of how, you know, you've, you've, uh, created value for your clients and you're looking to the future. Um, you know, it's, it's been a really interesting conversation, James. Yeah, thank you. No, again, I really appreciate you. You know, you having me on the show. I love you know, I love what you do, and I love again. I said before, I love this message, this idea of getting getting off your duff and doing something because I think that's it's so easy not to, and it's so easy to just accept um, 
okay it's okay you know to accept mediocre it's like i said at the start things weren't bad i was running a successful agency and it was all going well and to anybody else looking from the outside it would be that's all great and i'm sure there's a lot of people like that where they you look at them and go they're running a successful business they're doing great they're having a good time they must be fine but inside you have to stop and think about it and think are you are you actually happy are you actually doing the thing that you're meant to be doing and you know you always talk about your your truth and is that is that the right thing for you and i think that's you know that that's what i sort of implore people to do is think about what that is and and do it i love it i think that's a message for the new age so um yeah it's been super fun to have you on the show i want to make sure too that people go and get that book um uh, thinking like a customer and that can be you can get that at 33 percent all spelled out in the words dot co dot uk forward slash customer uh yeah so uh, james adam thank you so much for being on off my duff the entrepreneur podcast Fantastic interview, fantastic conversation, and uh, happy to call you a new friend. So thanks so much. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks, James. And so all to, to all you folks out there on the interwebs and beyond, <laughs> uh, thanks again for, for being here. I love you. And remember, as you go out into the world to make that impact that you want to make, to teach what you love and live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. I'll see you next time. Bye now. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.